for coming. You guys, this is awesome, seriously. Um, I'm overwhelmed. And I'm grateful, so thank you. I had notes, I tried to memorize it, I was like, fuck it, because I just knew I'd get overwhelmed. But here's the thing, but I know it, like I know it, I'm like, I don't need them, I need them. But here's, I'm just gonna tell you this, that um, I have to be honest, um, that the longest relationship I've actually ever had is with all of you. <laughs> Truly. So, so thank you so much for coming and helping me celebrate 10 years of sex with Emily. <laughs> so a lot of people want to know how I got started with this whole sex with Emily thing. And then like a lot of sex stories, it actually started in politics, <laughs> believe it or not. I actually moved to San Francisco after college in Michigan and I worked in politics. And I worked on campaigns, I worked at City Hall, and I directed a documentary called See How They Run. You can put it on iTunes. Um, and I, I, I realized after that though, I shot 157 hours of footage. I directed, I produced it, I edited it, and I was like, you know what? What I like most about all of this is I really, really like interviewing people. Everything else kind of sucked, but I love the interview process. And I thought like, what, what can I do, you know, like, that, that, that would just, like, I could just do that part. Because I've always been a really inquisitive person. Like, when I was a kid, my mom loved to remind me. I was kind of an annoying child. And, and she was like, Emily, I was going to bed. She was like, please, just one more question. Because I was always asking questions. It was like nonstop all day long. She's like, please, just one more and go, and go to bed. And then, um, after the documentary, I had some freelance jobs. I was producing TV and commercials. But really, it was just paying the bills. And I was trying to figure out my next move. And this was actually 2005, when podcasting was first starting. I mean, I didn't even know what it is. I mean, does anyone know what it is, really, still? I think, like, cereal was like a godsend for people on podcasts. Like, oh, like, cereal, podcasting? Totally get it. Um, but like 10 years ago, whatever, I didn't know, but what I heard was that I could interview people without a camera, without editing and without makeup. I was like, I am so in, like I'm doing this, it sounds awesome. So I hired this sound guy, Eddie, off Craigslist for like $20 an hour. And I picked the two topics, he was like, what are you doing, what? Um, I picked the two topics that personally gave, gave me the most strife. Because when you're an artist, you gotta go with what, you know, what your thing is. And that was sex and relationships. See. Since I can remember, I've constantly been examining relationships. Like, what is the point? And, 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 and what makes them last? How do they work? Is anybody really happy in relationships? Like, really? Like, who's happy? And, and does monogamy, does it really work? Always been curious. And then there's sex. You know, the co-pilot to relationships. And that was another thing. I thought, you know, what? What makes amazing sex? And when I always had friends who were like, oh, Emily, I had the best sex of my life last night. I was like, what, what do you mean by that? I was like, what, no, well, seriously, like, like break it down, like the best sex of your life. And I was like, oh, I'm like, wait, did you have like 168 orgasms? You know, were you swinging from the rafters? Like, was his penis double jointed? I mean, tell me, because like, I don't understand. 
Because I, I was certain that I had not had the best sex of my life. I, I, just, I just knew it. I was like, I mean, wouldn't you know? I'm like, I would know. But I don't know, for me, like, maybe, like, knowing myself, like, you know, the sex is always greener, like, in other people's bedroom. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, maybe mine was good, but I, I really didn't think so. It's like, break this down for me. Um, so, what I did was, you know, I had this guy come over, and I, and I interviewed people for six hours straight. I was like, friends of mine, like, varied relationships, like, married, gay, straight, single, and I just sat there for six hours, back to back. This was the first sexual family thing. I was like, oh my God. And when it ended, like, I wasn't thirsty. I wasn't tired. I wasn't hungry. I was like, oh, this is amazing. This was epic. Like, because I, I knew that we all learned from each other. And these stories that I heard were great. And I just, I loved it. I was like, this is it. Like, I, I found my thing. Like, I'm, I'm going to do this, you know? And I, I felt like I had finally found the one. You know, like, for me, like, my life's purpose was always trying to find my life's purpose. And the first book I read when I graduated from college was Do What You Love, The Money Will Follow. Anyone ever read that book? I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> because I was, I'd been living by that creed ever since. I was like, you know, I've got to find what I love because money will happen and I'll be able to like make a living, you know? Oh, and I also thought like, I should do something that would change the world too because that, that felt important. You know, like changing the world and then like doing something that I loved. And I was certain that I'd always be working. Like that was like my thing because my mom, my mom, we'll get into her later. No, but she raised me and she was like, Emily, don't rely on anyone to take care of you. Like you will be taking care of yourself. So like that book and like taking, I was like, oh, well then if I'm working, like I just should buy what I love and then, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll all work out. Um, so I, per I posted my first podcast on, is this popping? Like, a, is it good? So I posted my first podcast on iTunes, actually in June 2005, which, when it was just starting, like right then, that moment. And I remember sitting there, like, about to upload it. And I was terrified. Like, simultaneously, I was afraid, like, everyone would listen and that no one would listen. But people liked it. They started emailing me. They were like, oh, this is cool. Like, I like your show. And I felt like, wow, yeah, I'm doing this. Like, I, I love what I'm doing. I was so in. I was like, hashtag, like, sex talk. I get to talk about sex for my entire life all day long. Like, I, I, I love this, you know? I was so in. Oh, I, yeah. I was like, sorry, fuck that up. Doesn't matter. I was like, hashtag dream job. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> okay, so six months later, this was the amazing thing. I got a call from the head of CBS Radio in San Francisco, and they were starting Free FM, which is an FM talk station. I think it was already in LA at the time. And he was like, I heard your podcast. It's great. Do you, do you want to come do a live radio show um, in San Francisco, like on Saturday nights, and do, do your show podcast live? And I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, I, in my mind, I wasn't thinking, yeah, this is going to lead to radio, because I was still doing odd jobs. I was like working in production, San Francisco, that means like indie films or commercials or whatever you can do. I was like, wow, radio? Yeah, that, that sounds cool, sure. I mean, I'd never been in a radio station. And I learned really quickly that they don't teach you much in radio at all. I mean, he was like, just come to the station, you know? And, um, and really, he was like, okay, here's your station. Um, there's the cough button, and I have a good time. I was like, cough button? Like, I don't get it. Like, what's the, but, and like, Menace can tell you who's here tonight. Like, I still don't quite get the cough button. Um, but really, it means that if you press it, like, and you cough, like, if you're good at cough, you press it, or if you sneeze, I guess, too. Um, but that's all they told me. 
So I'm sitting there in this radio station and I'm terrified. It's like 60 seconds counting down and and all of a sudden this was me and like the microphone in this room, like no one's in the room. Medicine's in the other room in the glass, just going like, who is this chick? And um, I had this flash. It was like literally 60 seconds counting down. I had this flash that my dad was a DJ. And he had died 15 years earlier. And my whole life, I mean, he was truly, he was a lawyer. But like radio was his first passion. And I remembered that we, when we were kids, like he just always would walk around the house like interviewing us with a microphone and then we'd all start, inter- we'd pretend we'd like fake radio shows in the house. And um, again, you know, because my whole life, again, he was a lawyer, like he was, went to law school because he was like, there's no money in radio. Like I can't do this, but he loved it. And that's why he kept interviewing us. And he'd walk around like, this, his name is Joel. He's like, Joel Morris. He was like, this is JM and the AM. And, um, <laughs> and he just literally, all tape recorders interview. And actually, um, this is, I have a little clip here of one of our, our finer interviews from the Morse family. Hi, this is Joel Morris and the Morse family, Michael, Emily, Susan, and Joel. You said you had a daughter, Emily, and here's Emily. Hi, glad to be here today. Are you single? Yes, I'm afraid so. But if any of these swimming guys would like to come pick me up tonight, I'm free. Well, I'm gonna intro, well, I'm just gonna talk to you. Hello, my name is Emily, as all of you should know. My birthday's June 2nd, I'm almost nine. Hi, Daddy, Emily's a mask. No, is that nice guy? Michael's a mask. Michael's an ass. Okay. Michael's an ass. Okay, that was just a uh, little family squabble that doesn't happen too often. Here's Emily who wants to talk. That was really my first radio show, apparently. Um, but so I realized as I had this moment, because I literally had not thought about it until I ended up in a radio station, I didn't remember. And I thought, wow, this is my calling. Like, I owe it to my late father to educate people about oral sex on the air. Like, he would have wanted this. And radio was a blast. I mean, I love doing live radio. It was like, oh my God, I mean, this is, it it really is, like if you, it's so fucking fun. and, and, I, and the thing is, like, now I had guests and I had callers and all that stuff, and I really would just find people just from my day-to-day life that I found interesting. I mean, we're in San Francisco. It's not, like, celeb. It was like, oh, you're interesting. So, like, one day my bikini waxer, Marilyn, was um, doing the whole, this is, like, when Brazilians are a big deal. And she was like, honey, Emily, I've got my finger on every hot pussy in San Francisco. <laughs> and she did, because, like, she was in Pacific Heights, which is, like, you know, nice neighborhood in San Francisco. And I'm like, yeah. She did. So I'm like sitting there, if you've got my legs are up in the air and ripping the hair, I'm like, Marilyn, why do we have to do this? Like, why do we have to like rip all the hair? What's the point? She's like, honey, if you want to sell the house, you got to mow the lawn. (laughs) Right? I guess she's right. I don't know, maybe I heard the bush is coming back, but I don't know, I was like, okay. Gems like that that, that, that that kept me going. You know, I was like, and I learned from everybody. I truly did. Um, and since the show was live, you know, I did something I never did before. I actually was taking callers. And then they started asking me for advice, which was interesting because you're like, oh, you're the expert. I'm like, I'm not really like, I'm like, well, I've got some, they're like, well, what makes you a sex expert? I was like, oh, I've got some hands-on experience. And I've had a lot of therapy. 
And, and the truth is, people weren't like technical. It was, you know, but there were kind of a lot of things. If I didn't know, I didn't know. But if someone's like, um, I think my boyfriend's cheating on me. And like, I found this receipt from this like really romantic hotel. And he's um, using a lot of hair gel lately. And he never used that before. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's totally, I'm sure he's probably cheating on you, you know, for sure. Um, but it was really fun. I mean, I, I just, I mean, I love doing it. And I did give advice. And I was happy to give advice. I'm always that person, you know, like helping people, you know give advice, doing things, and then the therapy. Again, everyone, you should all have therapy. Um, it's fine. So, um, two years into the radio show, I got a call. And they wanted to, someone, LA producer, San Francisco is very different, I know, on Loveline, like Drew and Mike, they would tease me like, you act like San Francisco's another planet, but like, it kinda is. Um, it was like, oh wow, you wanna do a TV pilot? So we shot this TV pilot called, called Chase and Emily. I was like, that's really cool. They're coming out from LA for five days and they're like doing a pilot. Um, that's awesome. We got a little little clip of this here. Chasing Emily. Chasing Emily. Woo! My name is Emily Morse and I've taken my show Sex with Emily from a small town in the Midwest to the big city of San Francisco. Did you hook up with them that night? Up against the wall and bend okay. over on the sofa. Oh my God. <laughs> my whole life, friends have always asked me for advice. Now I have an audience of millions, and they're all looking to me for answers. Nothing is taboo. Tell me what the sex is like. Amazing. Hey. If listeners want to know what it takes to be a stripper, or the proper way to initiate a threesome. I got girls here, I got guys. I'm having so much fun tonight. I will find out and give them the straight answers. My life is my work and work is my life. And perhaps, if I find the answers to your questions about sex and relationships, I'll find the answers to some questions of my own. Um, and at this time too, like things were really looking up in my personal life. I um, I was doing a lot of things to like advance my craft. You know, I started getting invited to a lot of sex parties. That was fun. Had my first threesome, like one or two threesomes. I did naked yoga. Um, I also I also went to um, one taste in San Francisco. Anyone know about this? They they um, it's about slow sex, and they actually rub your clitoris. There's guys that come out and they. Sounds really. They rub your clitoris for like three times a day for 15 minutes. They like ring a bell, 15 minutes at a time. Like, and they separate your. Like, these guys were educated. They're like, there's eight quadrants of the clitoris. And, they, and it was. I'm like, that feels good. Okay, I'll do it, man. I'll do that. Like, I was like, I'll say yes to anything. Like, I'll, I'll try this, because um, I was taking my crap very seriously. You know, I really did want to be the expert. Um, so, in 2009, I also started going to sex school. Um, graduate school for my degree. I thought, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this relationship with sex like serious now. Like, I'm just gonna solidify this and get a degree. And, and my podcast was also doing really well at this time. Um, yeah, I got my degree. How about that? And my numbers were up. And I was, I was like quoted like in Cosmo and like New York Times and like Wired and like things were really good. And most importantly. I was doing what I loved, right? And we know that that really matters. You have to like do what you love. And I had no doubt in my mind at all that the money would just start rolling in, like raining from the sky. <laughs> so I quit everything else I was doing and I took out a loan 
And I started podcasting full time in like 2008 or 2009, because that's a really good idea still. No one even knows today really what a podcast, but I did that. And because um, and really I felt like I was, I was so close. Like, and my mom's like, you keep saying that. Like, I was like, come on, this close. I mean, sex sells. Like, what, what, could, what could possibly go wrong? You know, really. But um, soon after I found out that Chasing Emily, it didn't get picked up which I thought was bullshit, because I'm like, what? like, who shoots a pilot and doesn't pick it up and spends all that money? Like, they're gonna spend five days shooting? Like, what a waste of money. This is such a stupid, stupid business, you know? I, I don't understand. But I realize that, like, failed pilots don't really pay the bills and neither does a free podcast. And that's when my family started flying in from Michigan for interventions. <laughs> They thought it would be a really good idea for me to move back home. And honestly, I couldn't blame them. Things were not looking very good on paper. And I mean this quite literally, because I became obsessed with note-taking around this time. I, I, every single thought that I had, or other, I was having conversations with people, I was like writing it down furiously, and then I would plaster them all to my wall in my tiny apartment San Francisco. So you walked in and it was like notes and everything that was gonna make everything brilliant and work and like funny, and my, mom, and my mom walked in, it looked like a scene from A Beautiful Mind. And she just looked at me and she was like, and what's plan B? And I was like, morning after pill? What? Um, she was like, you know, Starbucks has great health benefits. They, they really do. I was like, I'm not working at Starbucks. She's like, well, you love shoes. You could sell shoes at Nordstrom. She was, yeah. You guys ever have that? Your parents like, oh, what are you gonna do? Um, and so without money coming in, truly things began to unravel. I was still doing the show every week. Like I literally, in 10 years, I've never not done a podcast every week. I'm like, I gotta do the podcast. There's so many other things I haven't done, but I do that. Um, but without money coming in, it was unraveling. And I started doing things like, um, I was cleaning apartments. I swear to God, I didn't even clean my own, but I was cleaning apartments, anything for money. I was driving friends to the airport before Uber. I was like, just give me the 40 bucks. You need to tip me. Like, I'll drive you to the airport. Um, I started selling like everything I owned. I didn't have a ton, but like, I was selling like my, I thought people would buy my hangers and my, like, my suitcase. I sold my juicer. Oh, I started modeling too. I worked at 1-800-RADIATOR. I was like, hi, is that my 1-800-RADIATOR? May I help you? I mean, I was doing everything to avoid working. Um, that's me at the radiator company. No joke, no fucking joke. I was like, I'm not working at Starbucks. Um, I sold everything on Craigslist. The juicers that pissed me off the most because it was like a really nice juicer and I sold it, I'm like, 50 bucks, fine, I'll take it. But I, mean, I never sold my body on Craigslist. And I'm very proud of that. Um, so, but then there was like a pivotal moment, okay? Really, like there was like this light bulb moment. I was having lunch with a friend, David, in San Francisco and he was an investment banker and he's one of my friends who's like shaking his head at me. He's like, Emily, you've been talking about this, like having no money and this thing for so long. Let me ask you a question. What percentage of the time do you spend on the creative part of sex with Emily? And what percentage of time do you spend on the business? And I'm like, oh, so easy. I'm like, 
98% on creative and 2% on business, which was actually a lie because I only probably spent, one, I've spent one and a half percent like stressing out that I wasn't focusing on business. So, um, but this was the moment, like this was the moment when it all changed for me because I was like, yeah, like I'm not focusing on it, you know? And so then I, I started thinking, I gotta just figure this out. I gotta meet people. And I went to my first sex toy trade show because I'm like, well, where do people who like sex hang out? So I went to Las Vegas, I went to this trade show called the International Lingerie Show, a lot of sex toys, a lot of lingerie. And it was the first time that I actually um, stuck way too many vibrators through TSA, <laughs> which I now I do all the time, it's kind of fun. And it was also the first time that I had like a semblance of idea of like how I could somehow like, like do what I love and make this business work. And um, I started to like, okay, so the thing is, I realized. What I realized was that here I was asking all my listeners to face their fears and become uninhibited in the bedroom and like do all these things, but yet I was not facing my fears at all when it came to business. Speaking of business, I do need to thank my sponsors because they rock. Without them, we would not have free food, we would not have drinks tonight, and I would not be able to do my show. Now that we're near the end of the holiday season, it's time to focus on experiences instead of shopping for others. You know, those kinds of experiences. When you or your partner says, remember that time we went to? And in a few seconds, you're back to that intimate moment. And for me, well, these conversations usually lead to really hot nights, which makes sense because looking back at these memories easily triggers that awesome, spontaneous intimacy. Since you never know when these nights are gonna happen, best to always be prepared. The last thing you want is the wrong condom to mess up the moment. So I only use skin condoms. Skin's non-latex condoms are made from polyisoprene, which allows them to transfer heat and sensation like no other condom. They actually enhance your intimate moments. Soon you'll be saying, remember the first time we tried skin condoms? To learn more and save 15% on skin condoms, go to sexwithemily.com slash condom. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash C-O-N-D-O-M today. You know I'm a big fan of exploration, especially when it comes to sex and solo play. So when I want a little masturbatory adventure, I grab the new Crescendo by Mystery Vibe. It's bendable and has six motors, so I can shape it and use it however I want. The flexible hinges allow it to be used for external stimulation or internally discover new erogenous zones with myself or a partner. The Crescendo is so versatile, you can use it anywhere you can imagine. And it's for men, women, couples. It's like you're getting a bunch of toys in one package. To see what the Crescendo by Mystery Vibe is all about, visit mysteryvibe.com slash Emily. That's mysteryvibe.com slash Emily today. Okay, so remember, remember chasing Emily like my one pilot wonder thing? Um, some producers, they'd seen it, and they're like, oh, do you want to do, like, this other reality show? And I'm like, okay, you know, and at this time, I was like, whatever. Like, I didn't even believe that this anything happens or gets on TV. I was like, fine. And it was called Misadvised. It was about three single dating experts. Do we practice what we preach? And this was on Bravo. It actually was on the air. You're listening to Sex with Emily. My life purpose is to help people have better and more adventurous sex. Has he ever performed oral sex on you before? Not at all. We used to have a talk with him about love is infinite. We all have the ability to love many people. Yeah, I get attracted to people and I want to have sex with them. My favorite call is a booty call. I promise it'll be the most fun you've ever had. 
How are you? I had a date last night. Yeah. Yeah. He's bisexual. <laughs> and uh, he's bisexual. He sleeps with men and women. No. He's Jewish. Right? So what, Mom? Don't be so judgmental. Um, okay, so that happened. That was fun. And um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I, I was dating the whole time, because again, I'm always trying to, you know, do research, and girls gotta have a life. And I have boyfriends. I was casually dating, had a few open relationships, and stuff like that. It was fun. But here's something fun that I learned. Every single guy that I dated was like, oh, no, I don't listen, I don't listen to your podcast. I don't even know what that is. I don't listen to podcasts. Except for that they all did. And I don't know what part they were listening to because clearly they were not listening to the sex tip parts. They were just like, oh, so you had two dates at the museum this weekend, really? And they were all like doing their research on it. I'm like, you suck, listen to the sex tip parts. They would be together. But let me just say this, it was not necessarily easy to date me because I was obsessed with my work. I'd be like, yeah, they'd be like, hey, Emily, you wanna hang out? I'm like, totally. Just Bring your laptop over, we'll order a pizza, it'll be fun, you know, because that was really all I did was work. Um, and my, and I didn't realize these are like, I was gonna become so defined by sex, because my first name became sex. It was like, oh, here's sex, sex, oh, you're the girl with the sex, sex with Emily. And, and Google was not my friend at all. Because um, like, I'm dating this guy and he's like, oh, we're going to meet the parents, like meeting the parents, like in Google, not good. And he's like, oh, me and your parents. And he's like, oh, by the way, um, my dad Googled you this morning and um, it's anal sex month. And that's the first thing that came up on your website. And till this day, like one of the top questions I get asked are like, are guys really intimidated to date you? And the thing is, I think like, no, like I'm not sitting there like with a bullhorn, like to the left, man, like this is what you gotta do, you know? I mean, sometimes I take like notes, like post-coital, like if something funny happened or interesting or fun, but no, I'm not like that. But like, you probably shouldn't date me if you're not cool that like I have a Sibian sitting in my living room. Like that might not work. I do. What? We didn't name it yet. We're giving away the Sibian. We have a naming contest. I can't tell you the name yet. We haven't picked it. Oh, Sibian, thank you. Oh, okay, Sibian. Well, it's a mountable sex toy. You might have seen it on Howard Stern. Um, and, and you can ride it, like, a, like how women like ride cowgirl position. And it plugs into the wall. It's, it's mo very, very powerful. There's two motors. And, and it has attachments. And you can put attachments on it and ride it. And whip. Why? I'm not getting on it tonight. <laughs> Google it. But I do have a Sibian. I have a lot of other sex toys in my house, too. Um, it's a good time. So really, um, so back to misadvised, right? I said that. I was cast as the experts, and that turned out okay. I actually am so proud because I was one person that was, not one, people have been in reality shows and didn't look like assholes. I didn't look like an asshole, and I was so grateful because the whole thing was called misadvised, like a misadvised. So soon after that, I actually decided to move to LA. It's like, why not? I'm gonna go to LA. Because I protested for so long, I'm like, why do I have to be in LA? Like, I can do everything from San Francisco, but it just kind of made sense. But soon after I got to LA, um, I came Loveline, and I was like the holy grail. I was like, really? Like I can be on Loveline sometimes? That's so fucking cool. I love Loveline. I always love Loveline. 
I couldn't believe it, and I'm so honored to be a part of it. And um, but I remember it was so funny because meeting with um, Dr. Drew's here, and Mike Catherwood, I think is here, and everyone. We're all gonna get on stage later and talk and do fun stuff. But I remember, like in 2007, I met Max Krasny, who worked at Westwood One. Max, Max. And he was like, and I was only two years in. He was like, Emily, chill out. He's like, do you know that Loveline was on the air for like 10 years before it like went five days a week and like anything happened? I'm like, 10 years? Like, I can't wait 10 years for anything to happen, you know? But um, will I be alive in 10 years? Like this really? But it uh, all worked out. I stuck with it. So when I started this podcast 2005 in my living room, my goal was to learn more about sex and relationships and to help others because I felt like there was so much suffering around relationships and sex. In fact, I personally had a lot of suffering around relationships and sex. I made all those mistakes. I stayed in mediocre relationships for too long, had a lot of bad sex, wasn't a great communicator. Um, I attended four of my parents' weddings when I was 25, went through divorces. So um, that explains a lot of it, right? Um, and so my vision really was to save the world one orgasm at a time. And I'm so glad I persevered because this was my passion and it still is. And believe it or not, people always say to me, like, really, like, don't you run out of things to say? Is, what else could you, like, sex, you could talk about it forever? But the truth is, is that every day, there is a, another woman who is not having an orgasm. And there's another guy who isn't quite certain what the clitoris is. If you don't know, it's that button above the vaginal opening. Just like, look for the man in the canoe. I'm so thankful though to be the person who came to learn more because there's still so much else all to learn. And I look forward to the next 10 years. And I just want to thank you all for supporting the show. my team, by the way, this only took 10 years. I have the most awesome staff, so thank you Madison, Alyssa, Lori, um, Eddie, everyone, intern Jamie. Okay, so technically this is a, a live podcast, which I've never done. In fact, it's so funny because I, in my mind, I'm like, do people listen? Like, I see numbers, but you never really see anyone. Thank you for listening. Um, so um, I'm just going to do what I do best, what I know. So we'll just uh, start this. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. I'm gonna bring up Menace right now. Menace. So I got thrown into, I told you, CBS Radio, and Menace is working the board. And I don't think we really talked that much, even at the beginning. 
But Menace was like a young kid. He was sleeping at the radio station, actually, and living I in was. his car. <laughs> and, um, and, and I remember... What do you remember? I don't know. It was fun, but we didn't... We, we, you, you didn't talk on the show a lot, but you were just fucking pulling your hair out because yeah. this was the same time of the, 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 the Janet Jackson nipple slip and all that FCC stuff, and I'd be, like, swearing, and I did a show on masturbation, and they're like, you can't say masturbation. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. And so, like, I had to, like, look up euphemisms and managers like, oh, would you stop? Yeah, just a quick backstory. Uh, <laughs> just as go. As, yeah, my first memory, I was just in shock and fear. Um, doing the show with Emily because a quick uh, backstory was I was doing a, a morning radio show in San Francisco and I was making a lot of money. I was very young. And, you were? Uh, yeah. Making money? Oh, good. I oh, thought you were. I'm going to get to the point. Sorry. God. Fine, go. All right. So I was making a lot of money and I wasn't saving any of it. I get fired. I end up living in my car and uh, I go to CBS radio and I say, is there anything, that, is there anything I can do <laughs> And then uh, the program director says, yeah, uh, there's this girl. Uh, she has a sex show, and uh, it's going to be on the weekends. Uh, she's going to need some help. She doesn't have much radio background, which she was lying because she had zero radio background. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, yeah, sure, you know what? I'll take whatever. And then so it's the first night, and, and then she just gets on the air. She's drinking wine. I'm like, what my the My guess. I always got my wine yeah. lubricated. Your guess. You were drinking lubricated. half the bottle the whole no, time. I was not a drinker. But I'm like, okay, I've never been around this type of environment, but we'll work with it. And then next thing I know, she's dropping, like, you know, blowjob and handjob. And I go, what the hell? Because that's where the shock and fury is. It's like, great, I'm already going to get fired. And I'm, like, leaving my car. And I'm like, oh, it's all over for me. And then... Uh, <laughs> So I, I get to know her some more and find out again, yeah, she has no radio background. And then, uh, and this is like, right, this is like, you know, right after Jan Jackson, Super Bowl, so the FCC is like, honest, like crazy. And uh, so she, every time she said something bad, we hit the dump button, right? But she could see me hitting the button. So I go and I hit the button, and she, on the air she goes, why'd you do that? I go, I go who is this woman? I'm dying here. Go to the program director. I'm like, are you sure? Is this like the right thing to do? Like, this is very risky. Uh, but then eventually she got it, and the show just got better and better, and uh, we had uh, such great times together in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then we did that for a couple yeah, years together. Did. And it, uh, this, I'm just going off these questions here because I think. What it, was the question? Okay. The other I don't question know, was. I didn't plan this. this. is the least planned show. Oh, I've don't ever worry done. about it. The other question is like, who's my favorite guest on the show? And I would have to say my favorite guest is Emily. I love when the show flips it around oh. on Emily. No, okay, you're officially the most annoying person in the room. But the other thing is my, no, my, my favorite part is like. He always is mean, I'm not the mean one. No, uh, no, no I'm the, I tell He's the mean to me honest too. truth. No, it, I love it when it like flips around on Emily and we get to know like what's really going on with Emily when she's like being honest and say, oh, you know, you know, I just met this guy and this is how the situation happened. Or she tells me like some weird sex party she went to and she's like painted in solid gold. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. King. Like weird, com. crazy stuff that I never even heard before. And then, I, I mean, I, I find that the most interesting, but I also like when we have guests where it's just like, just normal day-to-day -day people and we have like a group discussion together, I think. Yeah, people like that. It's yeah. funny because we did this survey 
And I was wondering, like, what do you like? What do you like? Everyone's like, I just like the banter. I'm like, just the banter. And like, she always hated tips? that too. What about? Yeah, that? she would always like, hate that stuff. I just like stuff. you talking about stuff. I'm like, okay, I'll just. She's like, are we even talking about sex right now? Like, why are we talking about the Kardashians? Because I got like yeah. one. No, people get mad because you talk about the Kardashians. I didn't have a TV. <laughs> the other thing is that okay, I didn't. I, I still okay. I, now I have a TV, but I never had a TV ever for 20 years. And when I did the Bravo show, they were like. You have to watch, you can't be on our network and not have seen a show. And yeah. then they bought me a TV. Menace came over and installed it. Yeah, I installed the cable, I, I everything. Don't know, but he was talking about the Kardashians. Yeah. I'm like, no one fucking cares about the Kardashians. Yeah. And then people were like, one person emailed, I was like, you guys talk too much. Then I stopped, we shouldn't talk so much. You can't read, listen to that Oh, shit. no, I don't care. I delete all the emails. But uh, <laughs> another thing was, uh, what makes you, your eyes roll? Like everything. everything. Like I think because, like ninety percent of the questions that we get are pretty much just uh, how to talk to your partner. Just and I think it's just just talk to your partner. What's the big deal? You know, like what the just hell? Just tell them that you haven't orgasm in twenty years. Why yeah. are you telling us? Like why? You should probably like, you, know you, that. You share that freely with us. But the person that you're sleeping with, it's very, very hard. But I understand to have a, that communication type of, is lubrication. Yeah, that's that no, it's true. Like people, we do a lot. We were just a lot of our questions are just like, how do I say this? How do I say this? I'm like, it's like ripping a bandaid off. But that's how you're gonna have better sex. Yeah, so that's pretty much we what makes my eyes roll. We need to communicate better though, maybe. That's good. I'm yeah. glad I thought you were gonna say something else. No, no, no. Like that's me it. being. No, but I love. Uh, I got to move to Los Angeles, and now we. I'm so get happy to be together. Because I left him, and I was like, what? The, how am I gonna do this without Menace? And then we went. Tried the because I was here a year before you, and we uh-huh. tried to like patch it in together. Yeah, it was so ghetto. So what we did was, uh, Emily moved to Los Angeles a year before me, like she just said. And what we would do is we would call each other on our iPhones and wear earbuds and talk to each other, and then we would hit record at the same time. And then she would send me the uh, audio file, and then I'll match them up like we're in the same room. But Emily didn't know how to work the effing recorder like 90% of the time. <laughs> So we would like, we would record like two hours a show and then she would send me the file and I go, uh, Emily, this file's like two seconds long. Like, what the hell is wrong? I'm never, uh, yeah. I yeah. never want to operate any of the equipment ever, it was, ever. It's still the cough button. I like sneezing. Yeah, the cough button, I've been in radio 18 years. I've never used it once. I don't even know what it's for either. So don't worry about that. You cough. Yeah. yeah. But okay. you know, a guy that would probably know that is Anderson. Anderson. Anderson so yeah, was, I moved to LA. I started doing the show and then I met Anderson because yeah. Menace is not always available. He also does the show. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, the Woody morning, Show. It's called uh, morning uh, show. part of a morning show. It's called the Woody Show. On and Anderson, I met on Love Line. Oh. And Anderson was like, "I'll start doing your show." Oh yeah, I did. You guys have never really met. I don't, I don't recall no, actually I bet. agreeing to it ever. I think yeah. it just I don't happened. remember how it happened. So this These is Menace, huh? Dudes. No, I bet uh, Anderson. Right by you. This is the dude, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. No, really, he doesn't get it. Like Anderson gets a uh-huh. little jealous. Oh, he does? She's like, always Why? talking about this other dude. Like, we're trying to do a show, and she's oh. like, hey. That's like that one time with Menace. I'm like, who the fuck is Menace? <laughs> Enough with the My Menace bad. already. No, I, I share it with everybody. Don't worry about it. So I love tonight. This is great. Uh, it's fantastic for M. A bunch of sexual deviants in the improv. The world-famous Hollywood improv is awesome. This is awesome. And uh, I know we have some questions and stuff, but I got... Go, I got, I got caught up. I, I got caught up with, with your monologue, which you killed it, by the way. Fantastic. Great. I was freaking out. And there's this one part that I got hung up on, though, when, when you were telling me upstairs and I didn't have a chance to ask, and, and then you said it again on stage. Something about 
people touching your nethers. Oh, oh like my in, God. In I was there. And What's going on with that? The, you weren't there. Well, I was there. Don't Jacks? lie. What's I it was called? there. No, What's I wasn't called? in the room when it happened. The but guy I, who, okay. okay. It's what called, did the first taste? Okay. It's called One Taste. One Taste. And it's in San Francisco. It's, this woman, Nicole Daydon, started it. It's slow sex is the whole movement. Mm-hmm. And their whole thing is that there's a bunch of people live in a house. They call themselves orgasmic monks. It's very noble. Yeah. And they live in this house together, men and women, and you get paired up. Like, the women get paired with like, one guy a month or something, and they all live together. But they, like, ring a bell three times a day, and then the guy just, like, massages your... Cl- in a very particular way. So some do massage your... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I met this guy. You met and him. And then I had him on the show. I was like, this was awesome. Do you want to come on the show and talk about massaging my clitoris? Yeah, and this, so this guy gets on the show, and he's like... Wait, what was the guy like? A uh, total creeper. So he's yeah, I don't think so. He gets, he gets on. He's he getting paid now. to do this. Yeah. He's getting paid to touch you. No, they don't get paid. No, no, no. It's all it's volunteers. A, it's from their heart. <laughs> They're yeah. giving back. You know, thank fucking God. There's some guys out there who are like, I understand. I want to understand female pleasure. Uh huh. No, I love this guy comes. What's his day job? Yeah. yeah. What does I this have guy no do? Idea. What I do you don't try fucking and, care because he's really to, good. <laughs> <laughs> what he tries to sell us is like, I'm here. I just want to help people. You know, I really, I'm just doing it to help people. Yeah, totally. Did he have a beard? Did you call him father? No beard. He was normal. He was actually cute. He was cute. No she, robes, nothing weird. Is he still I doing this? Weird. Is he like massaging someone's He's my friend right on now? Facebook and, and he's always like, hey, smiley face. Is he here? Tongue. I don't think he's here. He's like, I miss you and your little man in the canoe. Um, no. <laughs> All right, Anderson. So you've been doing the show with her for quite a while. Now. But I got one more question. One more question. Uh, okay. okay. All right, your uh, your Jewish Russian uh, landlord. Did he make it tonight? Okay. Because I really want to meet that fucker. Is he here? No. No way. I told them I was going to mention him today. They go, please don't, please don't, please don't. They got nervous. So I thought that they didn't know what I. So I live in behind. Is he here? Really? Is that him? Some of them are here. Yes. So they're finally gonna get it. Like your landlord's finally gonna get it. Won't be scared when they walk in your house anymore. I've had some instances where I was like, do they know what I do? Do they know what I do? Like, I don't know. Like, yes, the garage is filled with sex toys and I'm nervous. Like, they kick me out and think I'm weird. And then the other day I came home (laughs) and there's a driveway and she's like, hey, oh, so this guy I'm dating, who's over there, you can wave. And she's like, so, Emily, um, she was like, and we've never really talked about what I do. I mean, we a little bit, but I haven't talked. She's like, so, like, what's the deal? Like, you're dating someone? Does he meet your standards? Is it weird for guys to date you? Because, like, how do you, like, I think it'd be really hard. I'm like, so you know, do you guys know? And she's like, oh, we saw your show. It's happening at the improv. And I was like, how do you know? How do you know? They follow you on Facebook. I guess so. And I'm so happy they don't get me out. I'm like, yes, come to the show. So, hello. <laughs> She's got many stories. Most of you probably heard it. You guys it, are on like, my show a lot. They walk like... Her Who landlord will walk I'm in sorry. and be like, what he is all this fix- sex toys everywhere? <laughs> what are you doing? He never said that, but I tried to hide them all once and he came... Not hide them, but they were all in my apartment. <laughs> and, they, and he wanted to fix something in the kitchen, so I put them all by the window in the bedroom. Oh, that reminds me. then he went me. to open the window and they're all... Like, you couldn't walk <laughs> over it. And I was like, oh my God, they're hating. What about your cleaning lady? Is she here? I did not invite her. No. Mm. But she's she's found a lot of stuff too in my house. Yeah. 
M was uh, banging in her back bedroom while her cleaning lady was cleaning her kitchen and it happened to have a rack uh, for dishes, but M had put her sex toys that she had recently cleaned on the rack and while she was banging, it occurred to her, my cleaning lady's out there dealing with my dirty toys. She did not touch them. They She's living the life. She really is. It's a good time. Did she quit? Did you guys fire her? Because she's the only one. You guys have someone else oh, now. Are there secrets coming out now? <laughs> is this costing people jobs? I don't want that. She's not that good of a cleaner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, Anderson, you've been around Emily for uh, a while now. Is there any like quirks that you've picked up on? Yeah, I, have, I see. Yeah. Uh, I see Emily like when we work together. I see her about forty percent of the time. The other sixty percent, her head's in her purse. Buried in my deep. Purse a lot. What are you yeah. looking for in your purse, by the way? What's in there? My That's... whole life is in my purse. Like, she's like a I'm, digger. She digs. Like I'm always digging, it. but the thing is, I dig on the ground, so like I put it on the ground. And then she squats down, like she, <laughs> it looks like a Natural Geographic picture. Last time. Yeah. <laughs> and she's digging for something. God knows what. I don't know if it's the answers, but then she always gets it together right before we push the music for the song. And I got to tell you, uh, you know, I do a lot of stuff during the week, and my favorite. 45 minutes to an hour and 15 is usually Aww, with you. I love it. Thank you. So it's always a lot of fun. That's and it goes so by so quick. It goes by so much. So, so quick. I know Anderson doesn't really like that many people. So that's I hate it, pretty much everybody. Yeah, but Which I didn't good, know. Yeah. Like, you like me really. Now I'm so afraid one day he's going to not like and me. And you know what? Mike Cathwood brought up a great point a few, uh, a few months ago. She has all the qualities that you would hate in most people, but somehow. <laughs> She's awesome. I don't know how, what yeah. it is, but there's something about her that she like pulls it off. You know what I mean? Man? I want, totally. Is Mike here? Like if you see talks? her on paper, like fuck know. her. No, I don't want to have anything to do with that woman. But then you meet her, and she's like, oh my god, I love yeah. this girl. No, I heard yeah. he said that on the air because I left one night, and there was a guest, and, and, and I guess he said, God, she's just she would she is like the most annoying. Like there's all these annoying uh, things. Annoying wasn't really annoying. used necessarily. Okay. okay, whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know what it is. What the quirks? I have no idea what he was talking about. Yeah. I don't know, but. <laughs> But yeah, mine would times. be it's just too much talking. Just but that's their job. I, I know, but it Jesus drives. H Christ, because it's like it's five thousand miles uh, per second uh, no, that's it. when when you talk. And then remember when you had that boyfriend that had a rule where you couldn't talk after eight o'clock? Yes, I do. What was that? And I agree with him. He was like, like "Can we just?" Yeah. Not talk after eight o'clock at night, like before eight a.m. in the morning. I was like, no, like there's no fucking way. Like I get going. How long did that last for after you said that? A few months, not a few very months. Long. No, yeah. not because at you all. have like, to talk constantly. What would we do? It's, watch a, TV? it's exhausting at times. Well, just exactly. because I get up so early in the I morning. Get it. Hey, um, yeah. Can we talk to probably the most sound-minded person in your life? Yeah. Doctor Drew, could you Dr. come Doctor Drew. Get up here. That chair is for you. Okay. Why don't you sit on the table with your... Thank you for being here. Dr. Jupinski, we do love letting me hang out. This one isn't working. Testing? No. Sort of. This one's working. I'm not the tech person. Yeah, you live. Hi, Drew. You live. You live. You live so hard. <laughs> so, Anderson, explain where that came from. You live? No, yeah. I don't. I, I don't agree with you. Live. I think it's degrading to women, and I'd, br- I'd rather not talk about it. Thanks. For All right, done. It comes from Loveline, but, but it came from uh, Bo- Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Emily, great job. This has been very entertaining. Thank you. Was and it fun. good? I told you. It's been good for me. Yes, it's been good for me. Was it good for you? Yes, good for me. Susan, good for you. Good for her. Okay, so, good. But I learned a lot more even tonight. I thought you I knew did? you well. Yeah, there's more you stuff. 
monks like rubbing your clit? Yeah, you, you probably heard that. No, I did not have that, but you'd be a prime candidate for a cult. You'd be awesome. <laughs> In fact, just the fact that you're spending a lot of time in your garage accumulating materials, 877-THREAT for you guys that are the landlords. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The whole garage is sex I'm toy. I'm just right? a little scared. I'm a sex toy hoarder. Don't worry. It's okay. okay. I stopped hoarding papers. And, you, and yeah. you've been very gracious with providing us with those instruments. I know. Mm-hmm. See? I always show up with gifts. Like, I go to the house for dinner. I'm like, I didn't bring any food. I'm not a cook, but here's some here's vibrators. Nine dildos. Here's some lube. <laughs> Have a good time. Invite me for dinner. I don't. I won't probably bring wine or anything, but got some toys. What's your dream? I'm and now we're getting to the Apex M people. We're what? Apex M. Or you sell a different product? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. intensity. Bipo- I've become obsessed with um, pelvic floor health. This is this is not the. No, not the pelvic floor. Please. Yes. Kegel exercises. She has brought me into it. Kegel exercises. So I start. I have an iPhone app called Kegel Camp. Who does Kegel Camp? Because if you don't do your kegel exercises, you sneeze and then you pee and then you laugh and then you pee and then you can't have organ the whole thing. But see so the yes. device that I'm selling does takes care of all that. Yeah, For mine too. Yeah, the intensity. Yeah. Everyone check it out. They're one of our we're giving we're giving great shit away tonight too. Um, yeah, we work with them and we've had she a good time. She does give great shit away. It's true. Yeah, we do give some good stuff away. Yeah. So this is. So you happy with this? <laughs> I don't know yet. I'm probably since, <laughs> since Manis likes turning it around on Emily. No, yeah, yes, I yes, am yes. happy with this. I was this very nervous. You, you saw me upstairs. I'm like, Drew, you're not comforting me enough. And he goes, not like you comfort me ever. I mean, not in a mean way. You walked up to the green room. And you and Jason are like, Drew, I'm so nervous. You're like, you'll be fine. It's a very forgiving room. I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like, forgiving. So if I fuck up, they'll still laugh. I, I just wanted right a hug. Yeah. I Mike Carlos stood up here with me for two hours and they loved it. That's how forgiving well, it was. Mike Carano's like funny. Hi, oh. Carano. Thanks for taking pictures and being awesome. But listen, you, are, you, are you happy now? Is this a place in your life when you're really, really happy? happy? Yes. It's so elusive. No. Are you happy? Yes, I'm happy. I'm actually, I'm really it happy. It seems like you've been getting happier as time goes on. As long as I've known you, you've been three, really? more and more satisfied. Oh, yeah. more, and more I happy. am. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for noticing. I'm happy. No, because I, no, I think I am. I'm a lot more um, content. I feel like I... I'm much more comfortable with my place in the world and who I am, and I can pay my rent. Are your parents, fi- I mean, your mom finally cool with it? Well, she was on the show not too long ago. She's yeah. finally, no more Oh my God, no more plan B. I mean, that just stopped okay. like last year. <laughs> Maybe a year and a half ago, she was like, what is your plan B? But she literally stopped. And she's happy, yeah, my mom's happy. She really just, yeah, no, she's, she's, she's like, she's cool. As long as I'm not calling her crying and freaking out. Have you ever like, introduced sex toys to your mom? Um, yes. Well, not so, she, that's why I asked. Well, when she was on my show, which right, recently, there, yeah. all her friends listened to it. And she's like, <laughs> well, she was sitting there like, she and my stepdad were on the show. Cutest and couple ever. They're so like, cute. Like, it's something to aspire to. They're so happy. I mean, she's just, my mom's so chill, too. She just doesn't get, like, where all this comes from. I'm like, I can't even blame my mom. What toy did you give her? No, but she heard me talking about the Sibby, and her eyes were like, what are you talking about? Because it was the ad we were reading. And then, like, the Kegels, she's like, what are you doing? But your no. mom's keggles alone, really. No, Leave but them alone. Was, they were there. Yeah, no, they're happy. They loved it. They're just like, thank God, just don't call me crying and panic that you can't, can't pay your rent. Because they weren't like, my family wasn't the like, we're going to bail you out. They were like, work at Starbucks. So she's just happy that she doesn't have to hear those calls anymore. And LA has been awesome. And I love working on Loveland. I keep, 
but I get so insecure like at first. I'm like, but you're like Dr. Drew and you're on love and like, what if I suck? And I say I'm stupid. You don't, you don't suck. I know, but since yeah, I worry. You're so surprising. You trained her well on radio, No, no, no way, because it was, I was so surprised because... Uh, I don't yeah. think anymore but at the beginning. And I want to say, you, you did, what you can't appreciate is what Menace was under when you first arrived on radio. Radio went through an overnight upheaval. That nipple. That yeah. nipple killed us. The nipple Which I might yeah. have tonight. Listen, Just we... Let me know. You might do I, it again. I tried so hard Close. not to, but... Yeah. We got... We got uh, Memos. I'm sure you got the same one saying basically you cannot mention in. Yeah. I was just gonna do that. Basically, you cannot mention anything of a of a sexual nature. Nothing about anything about anatomy. Nothing about fun. Other you have to be more Catholic than the Pope. We were literally right. told if the Pope can't say it, you can't say it. And the it. nipple wasn't even that good. Janet Jackson's nipple was not worth no. all the grief. And, and, and really Stern wasn't. was kicked off the radio. Yeah, so yeah. Kurt turned Stern left radio like right. And then month. here we have to do a sex show. Well, we were doing the same yeah, thing, yeah. and it was it was daunting. So, because that's what's been so amazing about being on Loveline that you guys are like like Catherine were like oh, and then she came on her face. Like you could come Ooh. on the face. And well, Anderson, but we couldn't Anderson, say that anything happened on something else. It, it loosened up a little bit over the years, and Anderson may be dropping half of that stuff anyway. Who knows? Are Just don't ask me about it, all right? Well, but I'm so glad you're happy. I'm so glad you had this, and I'm so glad that so many people here are supporting you. I know. I, 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 I am not surprised that people like the podcasting is really it's a little different than radio. It's really just kind of just hanging out with somebody. Yeah. And that people like to hang out with you. I understand that, and I and I get. I like to hang out with you. I like you. These people like to hang out with you. That's why I knew this room would be fine for you, and it would all go well, right? Right. No, this is going yeah. well. I feel yeah. good. I haven't like I I might end up in a audience. ball at the end of the night. Yeah. How many oh, we have Q and A's. We're gonna answer your questions too. Yeah, I got go. a question for the audience real quick. Like, how, how many of you have thought of Emily while having sex at one time or another because of the advice that she's given you? Yeah. A round of applause. Be honest. Oh, I see some hands. It's weird. Thanks for Emily. Right. Ross has. Ross. Ross has. <laughs> little popping. Ross. Emily popping. He raised his hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was checking. <laughs> but I, can I say no, something I about Emily on uh, on Loveline? What was it was crazy because. Uh, we didn't see each other for a really long time, and I was still living in San Francisco, and I uh, drove down to LA, and I got to sit in during Love Line, and I would sit in, and I would hear her on the show, and I was like, damn, she's really good. Like, what no the hell way. is going on here? I was so surprised. You've because, never told me that about anything in my uh, entire because life. Because everyone kisses your ass, and I'm not going to be one of those people. Nobody kisses my ass, <laughs> but okay, whatever. But... I was it was so good and I was so impressed and like when I see you on TV you like nail it all the time and it's so good because when I first like worked with you it's just like it just all over the place like scatterbrain I'm like what is this and then uh, but you're doing great here in Los Angeles and I'm so proud of you thank you I love you all you're so awesome thank so does you. your audience have questions is that what yeah, you want to do yeah do you guys I thought this might be a good time if anyone has any questions Sex, relationship questions for me, question for us, anything? Don't be afraid. If not, we've got other things we can do. Don't yeah, get Emily, Emily can talk. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody, seriously. Okay. This is the time. Oh, yes, make a comment. Yes. Lily's an old friend of mine. <laughs> You saw me there cleaning the houses and doing the things. Yeah. Was a friend from Zamp, right. Yeah, and I think that, that I've always I've learned that from you. Like if people say it's not a good idea and you feel like it is, screw it. Yeah. I remember when we were doing a 
we we left Free FM and went to another radio station called uh, Alice 97.3. It's a like terrible a, name. So like a it's like a soccer mom type station, and oh boy. they were like they're like yeah we really want the show, but can you um can, can you just change the name? We just you know we can't sell this show because it has the word sex in it, and then. Uh, Emily said, uh, she put her foot down. She's like, I'm not changing the name. I'm not changing the name. And they were like, they were like we will, we're going to make you some money, you know, if we can just change that name. And she said no. And they still ended up putting the show on. on I still radio. did that, though. Like, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. No, even like my agent, he's like, I love it. Sex on me. It's brilliant. It's so good. But I'm so sorry. We, we got to change the name. I'm like, well, yeah. people wrote questions. You can't here. change the name. People Here wrote questions. Go. I got it. Anonymous. I like Anonymous. It. Okay. I love it. Says Dr. Drew right there. No. <laughs> How many times do you need to have sex to develop feelings? Ooh. One if you're a girl, right? That person. <laughs> whoa, whoa. How many times? With the same person? No, right. With the same person. But, but that goes at that. All, both of you in your quips there pull out a, something, you know, sort of pull a curtain back on a truth, right? Which is the biology of sexuality creates bonding. You know, the oxytocin release and there's a sort of bonding experience. And uh, under the influence of testosterone, the oxytocin doesn't work. And it's enhanced under the influence of estrogen. So women get that experience more vividly. Though men will also get obsessed. And particularly these days, we've been, you've been seeing those yeah. weird obsessions that men get. You know, when they start developing a relationship with somebody. Right, right, exactly. They're, um, we were talking about this about... But, th- th- but this, we were talking about this in love, like that people... You felt that men were not getting obsessed before, or you think they're just getting more It's verbal? getting weirder, yeah, it's getting Can weirder. Can you explain this, for no, Because okay. I was still the, like... The, how many times have sex before you got feelings? It can be, it can be one time for anybody. But That's it can, the thing, they get attached. It can be a hundred times obsessed. and not get feelings, right? And it's, it, the biology of males and females skew it a little towards women more likely to have feelings, even when they don't want to. Right. Even when it's not the right guy. So we've recently noticed that with all the advent of pornography, um, young males are particularly spending a lot of time with that and developing porn addictions even. And they're not having relationships. When you ask them what's going on, they kind of go, yeah, girls, they're kind of tough. You know, they're kind of uh, difficult. But I, my, they got their porn, they're fine. And then they have a relationship when they're like 21 or 22. And of course, you know, relationships come and go at that age. When it doesn't work out, the girl goes, no, 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 no I'm not into this. We can be friends. He puts money he down because he's decided this is the girl, so we'll be friends. They call us 18 months later and go, look, hey, she said be friends, and I've been a friend 18 months, and we'll, we'll, now it's time. Now it's time. Let's go. Let's go. I've, I've what do we need to do? Here? Well, yeah. I've passed that level. It's time to go to the next level, like a video game almost. Like yeah. I got two and, lives and how many, ta- how many times have we gotten that call in the last three it's months? It's getting kind of creepy. It's getting weird. Yeah, almost yeah. daily now. You're, you, Lindsay's our call screener, Lindsay. and you're hearing it over and over again. Yeah. Isn't it? But it... But, but Lindsay, it really came recently, didn't it? Like the last four months or so, it just became, woof, here it is. Can we just talk, okay, this is something that well, we do, I'll get to this in a minute, but I was did want to talk about how sex and relationships has changed, like since, like, but you've been doing Love Line for, Love Line for 30 years, I've been doing mine for 10 years, and it's really interesting to think about 10 years ago, like, I had a MySpace page, like, that was it, and a website. <laughs> And there was flip phones, so there wasn't all the texting stuff. Like, if a guy texted me on some flip phone with a T9 or whatever it was he did, like, I wouldn't go out with a guy who texted me at all. You needed to pick up the phone and call. There was no sexting. I mean, I guess I, I phone sexed. I, was, I think I was better at that. 
And um, so things like that, like just how it's changed. Like there's a lot in porn. Yeah. People are not watching well, porn Well, with social all the time. media, everyone's having relationships before they even hang out with each other. I know. Like you know everything about that person before you even have a date with them. Yeah, that's and why my rule is if you're dating somebody, like you, how about people call into love on the show? They're like, I'm really, like, we don't even, like, I'm really in love with this guy, like, things are going well, like, we've been communicating, like, I just feel like he's awesome, and like, in 10 minutes, but we haven't met yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You haven't met? Well, it's been three months, but, like, we know each other, we're so connected. We're so in love. <laughs> I mean, don't yeah. let this go on. If you're, who, who's dates online? Anybody? Come on. Liars. You're all no, on these Tinder. are all Sex with Emily listeners. They're, they're all on Tinder. They're healthy. Bumble and Tinder. I'm yeah. one Tinder date. I did it live at the station. Anyway. She doesn't let me talk to the Tinder guys on our, on our Tinder. Well, when she, I don't know. You're in a relationship now, but it's like, <laughs> I don't want to bust her out. This was a long time ago. And I would, I would mess with the guys, and she got very upset. I was like, this guy's a total creep. You don't even want to talk to him anyways. Like, you did? No, I don't even like, remember this. I feel bad. But, but the thing He's is... He's not the four-time-a-day <laughs> clitoris guy, yeah. was he? No, he no. What? That, that was a weird Buddhist thing. The I don't think they're Oh. <laughs> it was a good... These are, this is how it helped oh. me grow. I learned on the job. Shame. I learned on the job, okay? Shame. Okay, Shame. <laughs> No, the way that she described the, the compound where she did this is the very compound. Cool. It's very creepy. It was like dark rooms and stuff like that. It was so weird. No, it was like nice fluffy pillows in daylight. They put pillows under your back. Yeah. And they used a special cream where they massage your clothes. We had to pat down the guy before he came into the radio station. Right. So you got good instincts. Yeah. What's the other good. question there? Um, <laughs> okay. Um... For those who travel, or in my case, get deployed, what are some rock-solid, mm. long-distance relationship tips? Mm. Your favorite tailor, Jamal. Is Jamal here? He must be. He wrote the question. Jamal, oh. no way. Wait, Jamal. He, Jamal, Jamal rules. You've been, wait, He's I been love you. I didn't know you forever. were here. He's, you've been, we've been writing for me for like... Oh, oh Jamal. Longest time timeless. I love him. Oh, come on. Come here. Hello, everybody. Did I dress the part? Oh, you man. You oh, you're looking fresh, man. Can I sit down? You? All right, then. Fine. Is this the guy that wanted to buy you a car? <laughs> I wish. Not that guy. Just kidding. You didn't, didn't want to buy her a car. Did car. Did you? Yeah. No. Who was that? I mean, Can we get some? And you're hot, but I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. <laughs> no, lot Jamal, of like, it's, this is the other thing. If I did not thank you, I, I don't get to meet my listeners very much at all. So if we're all going to party after, too. There's drinks. Just so you know, I'm not going anywhere, but Jamal, hi. How you doing? Oh, my God. Okay, so what's going on? Been, you um, got to tell them how long you've been writing the show. How long um, have you been listening? I started listening to, to you. I think you actually you were the second podcast I ever subscribed to in 06. Wow. What was wow. the first? 06. What was the first? Say what? What was the first? I can't doesn't remember. Matter. It doesn't exist anymore, it right? It doesn't compare to Sex with Emily, so it, it doesn't matter. It is the matter. worst show ever. No. It doesn't compare to Sex with Emily. It doesn't matter. 
Yeah, it was it was crazy because when podcasting first started coming on to i I mean when it went on to iTunes, Emily was like featured because there wasn't really any <laughs> podcasts out there. So when you would go to iTunes, you would see. Emily's face, and I think that's why CBS picked you up right away after six <laughs> months. Nothing it was great. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It was sex, too. Yeah. It was like, how did you hear about it? It's like, Google sex, but yeah. <laughs> now, do you, you remember any of the emails that you, you would send to the You've show? You've sent so now, many. Um, if you want to share. I love uh, that you're One here. of the ones I had sent was yeah. uh, when I was in Baghdad from 2009 to 2010. Um, I was keeping current with the show in Baghdad. It was... It was, it, was, it was weird, though, when, when I first got there. I was in, in Camp Victory, and no shit, at least four or five days out of the week, you'd hear mortars falling, and it, it became normal. And, I, and every now and then, I'd be like, ah, couldn't sleep. Did a new podcast come out? <laughs> yes! And, you know, they tried to give us internet. I mean, they tried to make things possible, but it was crazy slow it took the better part of a day to download the podcast. Wow. It was ridiculous, but I mean, I was on watch for 12 hours a day sometimes, so wow. what am I gonna do? So I'd start it, I'd go on watch, I'd come back, hopefully it'd be done. I'd listen, and then nothing except for old podcasts or re-listen to the new one. So I, I got a whole lot of, I, I got a whole bunch of uh, things caught up. Uh, it did help though, it did help a whole lot. One thing that, uh, I tried to get a lot of my friends who were about my age at the time. I was a lot younger. I'm 33 now. Um, guys get told you know, what to do. They don't ever really get told to gauge feedback and gauge reaction. I never got that until I was listening to Sex with Emily. Yeah. And that's in the relationship, because your friends are like, oh, just do this, she'll like it. Everyone is different. <laughs> I never it, it should be, try this, see what happens. <laughs> Not do this because she'll like it, because you're hearing that from somebody who's your age, who's about as clueless as you are. So, and in and, 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 and the sex too, it's like, do this, it'll feel good to you. <laughs> And, and, and Emily and, and Menace, it was like, try this, gauge the reaction. And good, how's that, it going for you? It's phenomenal. Been good? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> phenomenal. That's awesome. Although, full disclosure, I'm single, so it's not really going that well, I guess. It's okay, man. Uh, so, so numbers game. Do you want us to answer your question? Uh, yeah, please. Rock solid long distance relationship tips. You've heard this on the show over 10 years. Okay, what, uh, are you in a relationship long distance? No. Are you trying to, are you trying <laughs> to You just wanted that? to ask a question then. Well, I mean, But rock solid long distance relationship is that you have to communicate because when you guys are, when you're separated from each other, you have to find a way to bridge that intimacy, like to keep it going because obviously you're not gonna be having sex. But luckily, these, so you have to make up the time to talk, like even if it's once a week, twice a week, like you have to connect. But now there's so many ways to do it with like Skype, FaceTime. I mean, you can even have sex now. Like, um, I mean, you could get the, the, the remote control, like vibrators, the Wii Vibe, whatever you can. Remember when we talked about Wii that? Vibe. It was, yeah. Remember Love when we, it. we talked about that about 10 years ago? We're like, 
people are going to be having sex through the internet. Like one person's going to be having sex with one device and the other person is, you know, going to be sitting on the other one. Yeah. And now we're here. It's crazy. Yeah, the Kiru by like flashlight, they make these things where you actually can, can do it. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you know, my advice is that you have to um, make time for it. And also if you're a long-distance relationship, make sure that there's some kind of end to it. You don't want long-distance relationships to be like, I don't know, we're just going to keep doing this and then 10 years go by. Like make sure that you are like eventually going to live in the same place and that you make time to, like I said, actually talk and connect sexually even if you can't be in the same place. And when you are together, you like turn off your cell phones and you are connecting at those moments you are together and you're um, having great sex every time too. Yeah. A completely unrelated question. Unrelated. How come I'm the only person sweating up here? <laughs> oh my God. I barely have clothes on, so I don't know. Should I take this on? <laughs> Thank cool. you so much. What about? Jamal, you get a sex with Emily t-shirt. Do you guys know we're selling these t-shirts out that I'm up? It says, I had sex with Emily and all I got was this t-shirt. On the tramp stamp part? I've been talking about it for 10 years and we're just gonna freaking give you one. I can't really see Cool. Yeah, yeah, Jamal, thank you. Thank you, Jamal. Where's the shirt? We're okay, selling cool. them like later. Yeah. Oh, my dog? Yeah, we're sure. Oh, she, uh, she's sleeping right now. Who's sleeping? My dog, Chiro. Oh, Chiro. Emily used to have a dog and I told her not to have one. What happened to it? Oh. No, no, that, man. no it's in a good place. She's really. Don't do that. <laughs> it's alive. She's a really no. She's in a really good place. She's no, in Palm she Springs. No, she sees the dog all the time. I'm just. She's I'm giving her a hard time. I was like, he was like, what the hell are you doing with it? It was a bad. I was like doing misadvised. I had no money. I was scared of my apartment. I couldn't pay the rent. And I got a Jack Russell puppy. Yeah. And I love her still. And it farted on me. And I never Springs. forgave it. Yeah. Ever. I know. She's Remember? cute dog. Yeah. But I'm, I'm ready to get another one. I want Stanley. Stanley and I like ah. Uh, Mm. You were gonna bring Stanley. He's like, I know you're nervous. Should I bring Stanley? You'll no, I was told not time. to bring the dog because this is a restaurant. Kind of. With yeah. food and he sheds. So. But uh, so. thanks again, Jamal, so much. Jamal, you no rock. Problem. So nice to meet you. We're gonna chat after. Hey, is that we're gonna hang out? What? Do you think there's a world where there's gonna be like drone Sibians, where like somebody in his in Jamal's case could like just Sibian like drone in a, a Sibian to his long distance relationship and it lands on her front doorstep and she can just go hump it? You know what I mean? <laughs> And yeah, probably. Like, that's going to be the future. Like, 10 years from now, if you're still in sex with Emily, that might be, like, one of a your main... A drone Sibian? Yeah, I mean, yeah. but now they're all... Flying in! Like, with yeah. love. Jamal. I, I think so. Yeah. Do you right, want to Right now, it's, it's new and controversial technology, but about seven years, it's going to be... There's an app for that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There is, like, an app for everything. It's true. Remote control. When you're in a lot of distance, too, remote control vibrators. You could be like, babe, tonight I'm going out with my friends, and I know you're, like, 3,000 miles away, but you've got the, you can control them now on your phone. Like what happens when people party. hack is my problem with it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't like, care. Like, going to hack that shit and like half like the country is going to be having new. an orgasm and they're going to take over. That's the problem. I wouldn't really care. Be like, that's cool. Having sex with someone else. I love yeah. it. Um, are there any other questions or anything at all? Because, oh, yeah. Oh, there's one. Hi. I want to know if you've ever found any kind of sexual thing that was really weird for you. Sexual thing that was weird for if you. If I experienced anything weird or... You know what's so, I have to say something weird about that question. Is that I get asked that all the time, like did anything ever freak you out or was there ever anything you were just like no? And either I just have a really bad memory, which I actually kind of do, but no. Like there's nothing that I can say like, I, cause I'm such an open, I'm like, I feel like I'm the kind of person I can be like, I can kind of understand that you might be, it's not for me, but that you could be on that page and then so then I don't classify it in weird. You do? Go. I don't know about that. What if I, what? Scott. Uh, well, uh, maybe. I don't know. 
But okay, scale. Well, yes, no, there's that infamous question, right? Remember about the, the McDonald's thing? So there's the infamous question that I always ask, right? And I say, <laughs> I tell her all the time, I go, what about, I go, Emily, what about if you met your dream guy? He's everything that you ever want him to be. <laughs> but there's just one thing. In the bedroom, he wants to dress up as the Hamburglar from McDonald's, right? And I mean, would you be down with that? That's the only one thing. And I said no. No. Because no, I was no, like, no. I wouldn't no, 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 feel no. sexy. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but Grimace would be cool? Grimace would be okay? No, he looks like a big he's guy. a big, fat, no. purple thing. No. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't feel sexy as the hamburger. Yeah, so see? But if he, if he channeled that and he was like, then I wore the hamburger. I've come around. Oh, you're I'm like, about it now. I'm like, do you think I'm sexy as the hamburger? And he was like, yeah, you look hot. Then I might get down with it. Okay, because for the past two years, she's been off board, but tonight. I'm like, hamburger? That's around. so weird. I'm yeah. under that. Anyways. Okay, we gotta. Oh. Yes. All right. Honestly, on my life, I'm just. This means so much to me that you all came. I was terrified. I've never done a live show, and you, it's all about you guys because if you guys did not exist and listen to the show, um, I'd probably still be working at the radiator company or maybe Starbucks because I hear they do have good health benefits, which I still don't have. But thank you all. It means the world to me that you are here, and I am so grateful. And um, I look forward to the next 10 years. Who knows what's going to happen? So thank you. Thank you to my sponsors. And um, let's go have some more drinks and hang out. Thank you. Oh, and thank you to Drew and Menace and Anderson and everybody else who showed up. I love you all. And Mike Carano for taking killer pictures. Thank you, Ken, too. Ken, where are you? Ken? Ken, who works with me, Herskovitz, can't say your name ever. But Ken, you rock. Thank you. I want to share an email I got from a listener. Dear Emily, thank you for introducing me to the intensity. After having my baby, I gave it a try to help with a few issues I was experiencing down there. Although I've only been using it for a few months now, there's a wow factor improvement. It fixed the accidental peeing thing, but I swear my sex drive has never been higher. My husband thinks I'm a different person. Thank you and please thank the people at Intensity for me. Renee, 37, Ohio. I hear this all the time because the intensity just works. It uses gentle electrostimulation to deliver an extremely effective Kegel workout. Because it's also a vibrator, this product brings you to orgasm while you're using it. And it increases the strength, frequency, and you guessed it, intensity of all your orgasms after regular use. Like Renee, I've been using mine for over a year now, and the results have been life-changing. To experience it for yourself, click on the intensity banner on my website or visit pourmoi.com Emily. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com slash Emily. If you've been listening to my show for a while, there are two things you hear me talk about all the time, toys and lube. And you also know I always suggest using them together. But what you may not know is that System Joe now has a lube specifically designed for toy use. Joe's H2O jelly clings to the surface of toys longer, so you don't have to worry about reapplying as often. Somehow they've managed to give it that extra staying power without being overly sticky, because who wants that? And since it's water-based, the cleanup is super easy. It's made with toys in mind, but the jellies are also great for couples play. Joe jellies come in three thicknesses, light, original, and maximum, so you can find the one that works the best for you. It's safe to say, Joe Jellies are my new go-to lube. Check them out today by clicking on the Joe banner on my site.